H-U-N-T. Hawk Hunt, right? It's Friday, August 14th, and you're listening to a brand new episode of the Julian Dion Comedy Hour. On today's episode, find out what I've been up to for the last six months and scamming the scammers. Oh, shit. Yeah, I've missed you, everybody. Welcome back, and here we go. Welcome yeah, back, everybody. This is episode 95. Is it really? Yeah, it is. That's, you know, that's the episode where, where, um, where we, I swear my, my speaking of words has been flawless since I've been off air. And now that I'm back, I'm fucking it all up again. Welcome back. Like I said, it's Friday, August 14th, midsummer here. Oh, should say this, coming at you from the... Lemon Press Studio. <laughs> I've been out of practice. Coming at you from Lemon Press Studios in the Distillery District, downtown Tirana. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, man. This is would be episode uh, 95. Had we uh, continue or, or dropped episodes regularly, but um, haven't dropped them regularly, but they're there. I've been doing some... On the road, it's been a big year stand-up-wise, been on the road on the West Coast several times to Victoria and Vancouver and out east to Moncton, been to Las Vegas, Mexico, been to North Carolina to do some shows. A lot has happened since we last spoke, everybody, and uh, here we are again. I gotta admit the... uh, what was I... okay, hold on, here, I've got so many notes, so many notes. Okay, so what I'm going to do is drop drop some uh, episodes retro-spectively, retrospective, rear-view mirror, backlog, catalog, rewind, we're going to do. So I'm going to keep dropping uh, pretty much every day new episodes uh, backdated to when they were set to release. Oh, yeah. Good out, everybody. Uh, Mr. Mike Bennett, of course. Mr. Bennett grabbed his album on iTunes, and he's got a new album, The Wordman Alcatraz, coming out soon. Quick plug for my good buddy, the brilliant and talented Michelle Bennett. Um, yeah, so so th- this is this is where we are, where we're at. We're back here in studio, doing it, doing the thing, doing it, living it. And uh, so many things have happened in the last six months, and and I gotta say, uh, how do I how do I get into it? Should I just get into it? Yeah, let's just get into it. So I think I laugh, last left the podcast uh, being a sober man, and I always I always said that I was so clean and sober, which sounded like I had a problem, but I never really had a problem, especially when it comes to alcohol or anything like that. 
What my issue has always been with is, and I've been very open about this, is pot. The weed. The weed. You have to add the when you, when you quit things. So I'd got, I went 15 months completely uh, free of everything, and then I, I fucked up. I slipped up. I started smoking again. I'm off of it now. This is day, as we speak, this is day 24. And it's very hard, all right? And, and it, the reason it's hard is because, oddly enough, marijuana addiction is seen as not really a thing in our society, especially nowadays where everybody, including myself, are so, everyone's so pro-pot, uh, you know, and uh, we're on the, on the brink of legalizing it uh, all over the place, I think, in this country and uh, in several states in America. It's, it's legal already. And, um, you know, it's, it's such a, you know, for the most part, completely harmless. And I, do, and I do believe that. And I love it. Like, I, listen, I'm not one of these people that, are, that, that quit and then I'm going to turn on it and, and hate it. I, I love it too much. That's my problem, actually. And it actually, for me, personally, I'm, anytime I address um, uh, a weed on this podcast, just know that I, I'm speaking of personal experience. It affects everybody differently, of course. And when I talk, um, I mean just me, okay? A- again, everyone has their own relationship with it. Some people can just have it in their house, smoke it at night, smoke it once in a while. I can't do that. If I have it at my house, okay, it wakes... House, who am I kidding? Apartment here in downtown, Tanana. If I have it in my apartment, it gets me out of bed in the morning. Literally, I'll think about it before I even wake up. As I'm starting to wake up and, and come out of the stages of a deep sleep, I actually think about, ooh, pot. I, got, I have pot in the house, apartment. And I get up, and I'll smoke it. And for me, it's an absolute 100%, 1,000% ambition killer it kills my ambition, it stifles any, uh, my, my personal potential, and I get really fucking lazy. And I basically do the minimum that I have to do. If I have gigs that I'm obliged to go to, obviously I get those done because I have to. I'm contracted to do these things, but otherwise, you know, I don't do any, anything. I just get super lazy, which is quite detrimental um, to myself professionally and personally when it comes to relationships um, you know, friendships and, 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 and personal connections, it fucks me up. I, I don't, I sort of internalize everything. I'm already super reserved and quiet, uh, if you know me personally at all. And, uh, it just kind of amplifies that I get in my own head. I feel like I'm wearing a lead helmet all the time and I just, um, I, I don't get anything done. I don't return phone calls and emails, and then I fall in this trap where I don't return phone calls and emails to the people that matter most. All right, what I'll do is I'll, if I get a text or email from someone I, I could really care less about, I'll reply right away. And then when I get an email from someone that I love so much and mean, mean a lot to me, I just kind of go, oh, I have to reserve uh, a good chunk of time to write back or call this person you know, a meaningful, heartfelt message, and that never comes because I'm high all the time. And again, when I smoke pot, it's all or nothing. It's a 24-7 thing for me. And listen, this is hard for me to admit, all right? I've recorded so many of these intros over the last few months thinking, all right, this is the episode. I'm going to come back on the air and, and talk about it. 
And truthfully, I wasn't able to because I was high all the time. And now I just finally, finally, finally kicked it again. I quit. And again, I know some people are listening to this and going, ugh, really? Pot is not addictive. And fuck you, because it is. The statistic is that 5% of all people that will smoke marijuana will be uh, addicted to it. Like very much, very much so. Check, check, levels. All right. And I definitely fall in that 5% where it's, uh, again, detrimental to me professionally, personally, and everything. It literally, quite literally ruins my life. And I'm just talking about me, okay? I'm a huge advocate for pot. I'm all about legalizing it. Um, Do your thing, okay? Because, again, I love it. That's the problem is I love it too much. Okay, and and I'm talking about this because there might be other people out there struggling with it. Okay, and it's su- it's such a hard thing to quit any addiction, really. Okay, it doesn't matter what you're addicted to, the substance doesn't matter. What matters is your relationship to it. Okay, and my relationship to it sucks. It has complete control over me, and and I just don't get anything done, and it starts snowballing and compounding. So it'll start. For example, for let's talk specifically about the podcast. I haven't, you know, back in December and January, I had new episodes coming out. And then next thing you know, a couple of days go by without releasing an episode. And I think, oh, I have to release last week's. And then that builds into, it snowballs into this thing. And it, it turns into a mountain. It feels in my head like I just have to do this thing. And I eventually just don't do it. And then it just piles on and piles on. And then I am numb all day because I'm high. And then at night, I wake up in a fit of panic, thinking of all the things that I should be doing. Everything is coming, crashing on me. I have full anxiety. And what do I do to subdue that anxiety? No, take a hit. Hit that shit. Smoke it, right? And then repeat. Every time I would smoke it, I would think, oh, this has got to be the last joint. This has got to be the last hit. This has got to be... And it wasn't because, again, it's an addiction and and it completely takes over. So I'm here to tell you, if you're struggling with any sort of addiction, whether it's cigarettes, coffee, porn, anything, don't take it too lightly, okay? And and, and don't be hard on yourself. If, if, if you quit and then you get back at it and you fail at quitting, it's... You're learning how to quit, okay? Don't be too hard on yourself. Just get back up there. Get on the wagon or off the wagon. Is it on or off? I never know. It's... I guess I'm off the wagon, or am I on? Am I on the sober wagon, or am I off the 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 pot wagon? And again, it's so hard to bring this up because, again, in society, it's so society's so pro pot, and it should be. It's a great thing. Only five percent of people are addicted to it, and and for the rest of the people, it's it's fucking awesome. And it's hard for me to. It's far hard for me as well because the, the things that I like, the, the people that I look up to in this business and and for like the Seth Rogans and and Bill Maher, for example, I have these advocates for pot that are super successful, they can function on it. In fact, very well. They're part of the elite. They are millions and millions of dollars and they're at the top level of what I'm trying to do, right? Climb the, la- the show business ladder. Which I will always be at the bottom if if I keep smoking pot, and this is the thing is that it's such uh, like I said hard to quit and it's so taboo. Where the fuck are my notes? I just had notes. Yeah, I have notes. Uh, you know what? I have notes. Don't don't judge. 
Um, this time has been harder, hardest for me to quit because the addiction switch is still on. And let me ex- explain what I mean by that. I quit, I quit smoking pot two other times before in my life. Uh, January 2014, when I did, when I went 14 months, and uh, sometime in 2012, I quit for for like, excuse me, four months, and. Both those times when I quit, the addiction switch just sort of went off organically. I was just tired of it. It's also known as the pressure cooker effect, where instead of like consciously changing something in your life, it just happens by way of just being fed up. And that's a dangerous way to quit something because sometimes it, it, it will just, the pressure cooker effect will just, that substance itself makes it, make you, makes you quit it. Uh, how am I, how can I explain this? Okay. Like, okay, the other two times I quit, I was just fe- fed up with feeling like I was wearing a lead helmet all the time and, and foggy and just something switched. The addiction switch just went off and I was like, I'm done, fuck it. I don't need this anymore. And pot is somewhat of a low-level addiction where the, the momentum of quitting kind of carries you through it because you don't really want to start back at day one. So you take it one day at a time, and as you see your progress, that kind of keeps you going, even though you think about it. But this time, the addiction switch is very much on. You know, when I quit, I still wanted to smoke it all the fucking time. But I just hit a point where I, I just knew I, I could intellectualize the fact that I needed to quit. It was a problem, and I could see the effects of it, the negative effects of it on my life, okay? Again, don't... Uh, I, I am pro-pot. I'm speaking of my personal experience. If anyone's out there thinking, oh, what the fuck? Just don't... It's different It's different for everyone. This is me, personally. And I'm talking about it because there. Are, if there are other people in that situation, I'm just here to encourage you that you can do it. It really just is it's just a hump of a couple days. If you can get a couple days just off of it and, and clean, you're going to be good. You're going to be good. Uh, so this time, like I said, the addiction switch was, was on, but I, I reached a point where I'm like, I know that I have to quit. I'm seeing the negative effects in every... Every aspect of your uh, of my life, it, it it affects me negatively, or I should say that more positively. When I'm off of it, every aspect of my life is dramatically better. My relationships, uh, finances, just everything. Uh, professionally, I'm just ambitious. I'm a workaholic, and I'm one end of the spectrum to the other when it comes to working, because uh, I'm self-employed. And I have to motiv- motivate myself, right? So when I'm off of it, I'm an absolute workaholic. I work day, night, nonstop, which, which I love and is also what you have to do to be truly successful at anything. You have to work hard. And the opposite effect happens when I smoke it. I absolutely will do zero, nothing. I'll just sit there and fucking do nothing. I'll just get in these, I'm like a pleasure seeker, I'll go on YouTube and get in these wormholes, or just watch HBO, by the way, HBO Ballers, man, what a good show, I love The the Rock, huge fan, check that out, anyways, 
Another thing that did it for me, and I, all these signs kept popping up of people that I also admire that just live clean lives and, and thrive that way. And I know I just have the personality. And again and again, I can't stress enough. Everybody's different. I'm talking about me. Okay. I have the type of personality where I thrive when I'm completely just, just I live a clean living lifestyle. All right. So, and these signs kept popping up. Watched, uh, I watched the Steve Harvey episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld on Crackle. And um, basically, they were, there, was, uh, there was a point in the episode where they're sitting there, Steve Harvey and Jerry, and I can't remember, I can't, actually, let me, uh, I was going to drop the clip, but I think that's probably copyright. Uh, in f actually, fuck it. I'm going to drop the clip right here. Uh, this is them talking about a comic that they both knew and revered. Okay? See, I'm through with this here. You know his class? This was one of my favorite comedians. Yeah. Smoke too much pot. Yeah, yeah way too, too much, much pot. Every comedian that I know that smokes weed is broke. <laughs> <laughs> and with the exception of a few, uh, that's pretty much true, you know? Ugh, I don't like the tone of this. I feel like I'm too anti-pot, but I'm not. I'm really not. I love it. I love it. Too much. Again, that's my problem with it. Anyways, um, where do we go? So that's what I've been up to for the last six months is nothing. Other than the touring... And do you like how I'm contradicting myself off the top? I'm like, hey, I've been all over the place doing stand, which is true. I've been traveling a lot, but again, fulfilling what I had to do. So the uh, other stuff, the the self-employed, the podcasting stuff, kind of went off to the uh, side a little bit. Well, fuck, more than just off to the side. I basically took six months off of life. Just hit hit pause. Not even hit pause. Because if you hit pause, everyone else stops. I just hit stop on my own life while regular life continued. And, and uh, here I am playing catch up. And like I said, I've got a lot of episodes, um, a lot of backlog catalog episodes with amazing guests uh, on the podcast that I've, I've done over the last six months that I will be uh, releasing Pretty much on the daily. I will be tweeting about it at JD Comedy Hour. And um, so look look for those. And also in every new episodes, by the new episodes starting again every Tuesday and Friday from now on until I s fucking start smoking weed again. No, I've, I'm not. At this time I have to. I, I can't. I just can't go back. Even though I really want to, I think about it all the time still uh you know it's hard but like i said the momentum of the low level addiction does does help me uh, get through the day and and i i'm mentioning this it's hard to talk about because again we're in such a pro pot society which rightfully so we should be okay pot is great it affects everyone differently for me it's it's bad for me all right only for me and five percent of people that will smoke it but um you just you do you man just you do you man anyways if you're struggling with addiction just keep 
pushing and it's a daily struggle it really 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 is i i have this this line in my act that i do sometimes just just to show illustrate how hard it really is addiction where it'll be like uh, you know do you ever notice how like when someone loses a loved one and they tell you that not a day goes by that they don't think of that loved one in the back of your mind you think really not one not one day not one but on the flip side, when a, when a recovering addict tells you that not one day goes by that they don't think of using, I instantly think, I feel your pain. Yeah, it's hard. It's daunting. It's not so much a joke as, as just real. And I always struggle with th- this episode specifically and talking about it because I never, I don't like to put labels on things. And labeling myself as a drug addict didn't seem didn't seem like uh, it seemed too heavy or, or kind of, especially that I don't consider pot a drug. I really don't. Again, pot users out there, maybe you're high listening to this and you should be, really. If you have a relationship with it where you can smoke it, fucking smoke that shit. All the, not all the time. I mean, if you can produce results and be successful on it, go nuts, all right? And it should be legal. It should, it's, it's harmless as far as health goes. It's just, uh, it's just, um, you know, for me, productivity wise, my productivity goes to zero to a point where things get backed up and put on the back burner where, where I ruin things. So also I would like to apologize to anyone over the last six months. If you tried to reach out to me for any reason, whether it's just to catch up or to get booked on my show or any reason at all, and I didn't get back to you, well, that's that's the reason. And it's hard for me to admit it, but I'm doing it right here, in your head, in your ears, while you're on the treadmill or, or driving, whatever the fuck it is you're doing right now. I'm admitting it. And I apologize to you, whoever's listening. And also, I want to reach out and, and shout out, not necessarily reach out, well, I guess, I don't know. I want to shout out to all the people that have reached out uh, and shot emails asking what the hell's going on with the podcast. My good buddy Nick Carter in Ottawa. Uh, I mean, that sounds like one person reached out because I just named one, but he's the most recent that uh, messaged me. And this is the thing. I was high when he sent me the message. I didn't reply back because I felt shame, just shame and guilt of knowing what I should be getting done and not doing it is a fucking is is hard. That's a really hard thing to do. And you feel alone. You really do feel alone. So I'm here to tell you don't don't uh, you're not alone. Okay? And you can always email me pod at jdcomedyhour.com. Send me twenty dollars and I'll give you advice. Uh don't you imagine? Uh, no, but you're you're not in this alone ever. If you're whatever whatever it is that you're struggling with daily, whether it's an addiction or even the loss of a loved one, I didn't mean to uh, undermine that. Why am I apologizing? I'm soft when I'm not on on the pot. Anyways, um, so this this is where I'm at, everybody, and this is why there hasn't been episodes. I've been doing them. I've been doing a lot of them, not all of them, but I'm gonna catch up. And, and, uh, but man, we have some good episodes in the can. I mean, let me, let me look at some, some guests that I have here. Uh, Allison Dore, K. Trevor Wilson, Hunter Collins, Matt Carter, Don Kelly, Nick Carter, who I just mentioned, Derek Sagan, 
Howard Wagman, Ali Hassan, comedian Massimo. I mean, uh, why comedian? They're all comedians so far. Um, I have a great episode with my good buddy Matt Murdoch and Matt Urban, where they came in studio in Toronto, here at Lemon Press Studios in the Distillery District. Hi. And um, uh, we pranked Christina Walkinshaw, who I think is uh, episode 11. We, we all know Walkinshaw, right? You love her. That episode will drop. Uh, so we, pr- Matt Murdock is a, an, a genius when it comes to... Um, I probably should edit out his name. I'm going to bleep that out. He, uh, my buddy Matt, is a genius at uh, pranking people, prank calls, and we 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 pranked Christina Walkinshaw. So it's like a kind of a two part thing where part of the prank, the first half, is on the podcast, which that episode will drop. You'll hear about it as part of the backlog catalog. Rewind, rewind. I just impressed myself with that. <clears throat> that was pretty good. Um. And uh, the second half is a video that I'll post to Facebook.com slash JD Comedy Hour where we kind of finish the prank and video. Uh, Christina, it's great. Also, I mean, this is super late, but uh, I was high, so that's why it's late. We did a great uh, Letterman recap. Final episode live thing, okay, with my good buddy, Mark Walker and um, his good friend uh, uh, Tim Conlon. Is it Tim? I think it's Tim, yeah. Will Conlon, what am I saying? And uh, we did this great episode where on David Letterman's last and final episode, which was May 20th, Wednesday, May 20th. I'm a diehard fan. I miss him every day. Uh, (laughs) um, Miss him every day and, and... we did this episode where we uh, went to Mark's house and we recorded a little bit before the episode, before the final episode, and then we kind of I uh, kept the recording going during, which uh, it's been edited down to a really cool, fun episode. And then in commercial break, during the commercial breaks, we would talk about what just happened, which segments, and how we felt about everything. And then at the end, we wrapped it out, wrapped it up. With, uh, uh, you know, uh, good stuff. So that's a Letterman episode. Which last week, speaking of end of eras, was Jon Stewart's last episode, which is depressing. We're we're living in a post-Letterman and Jon Stewart era right now. And it's scary as a comedian because those two guys, I mean, they were the guys, you know? They were the guys. Put that on your website, David Letterman, when you're looking for new work. They were the guys. Julian Dion. Julian Dion Comedy Hour Podcast. What else do I have in store? Oh, man, I have a great episode with uh, good buddy Dave Merhage. MTV Live. Remember that show, Canada? That used to be a show, MTV Live. Well, one of the hosts is good friend and comedian uh, Dave Merhage. We worked together at Hecklers in Victoria this past, I think it was June. The, the last six months were a blur. Uh, I got to be honest, <laughs> I'm not proud of it at all. I'm very shame, like uh, shameful and, and guilt, but I'm pushing through and trying to right my wrongs and, and trying to be productive again and trying to get back on the horse, which is uh, what I'm doing now. So, But I did this great episode with Dave where we did a weekend, a comics weekend episode where... We recorded throughout the weekend, so we did like a couple shows 
Uh, we did Friday, Saturday at Heckler's, which is one of the best comedy clubs in the country. So much fun. It's actually not really a full-time comedy club. It's a bar, Heckler's Bar and Grill, which is a sports bar. And they got the name Heckler's before it was a com- before they hosted Comedy Night. It's just referring to sports hecklers, not comedy hecklers. Anyways, and they do these, they do two sold-out shows every weekend. It's packed. It's a fun. They treat uh, the staff well. Actually, uh, while well, Aaron McGee was my guest at one of the po- uh, one of the episodes, <laughs> and it was my first time back since I um, I did the episode with Aaron, and he's like, "Can we please do a a, nep- a take two because." My episode was 18 minutes long. He's like, I thought we'd do more. Anyway, it was pretty funny. Because um, it was kind of, when we came to do the episode, we were just in my hotel room face-to-face, like two inches from each other. And he wasn't used to that, so it kind of was uncomfortable. And I kind of felt that vibe. It was just, unco- I like Aaron a lot. He's a great, great dude. And, you know, when we just hang out, there's no pressure. But when you're sitting in a quiet hotel room in front of Mike's, uh, six inches away from each other's face, it can get uncomfortable if you're not used to that sort of thing. So <laughs> that's why the episode was a little short. That's pretty funny. Great dude. Anyway, so I will do a take a two, which I intended to do that weekend. But guess what? I was high. So I didn't do it. I think that was in May. When the fuck was I in Victoria? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. March? May? May? Was it May? Uh, I don't know anything. Um, shout out to Christine Von Hagen. Uh, we are just, just went to Vegas for her birthday. Okay, no, I'm all over the fucking map here. I'm excited. I'm excited to be back in... St- By the way, I have no guest today. If you're waiting for a guest, it's not happening. So you can either stop listening, don't stop, or uh, continue, please continue. And um, so the Dave Mahaj episode, so we did a little bit after a show, and then we took the ferry from Victoria to Vancouver. So the next morning, after on the Sunday morning, so we kind of... We kind of gave the perspective of what it's like to be on the road as comics. You know? You know? Um, and so we did like a little bit before shows during the day, hanging out in hotel rooms. We did a little bit after a show uh, when we are done the weekend. Then we did a little bit driving to the ferry. We did some on the ferry. And uh, so that's also edited down to a great fun little episode to look for that look for that look for it i also had uh oh my god i went to a foo fighters concert recently here in toronto as part of the they were part doing the broken leg tour dave girl broke his leg and uh they, they canceled a couple shows early on but then fulfilled the rest of the dates he he did this um he designed this throne when he was high on morphine, and anyways, because his leg has to be raised the whole time. But some of my my uh, buddies were in town for that. Listen in. Here's a little here's a little clip of my buddy. I brought my buddies. They're all French, Acadian French from New Brunswick. Crazy bastards, and uh, I love them to death. My best friend Lawrence was here. Here's a little clip. Here, right better. No, but I want you to listen to your levels to make you fit. Because everyone will have an ID. Check. Sometimes plus the mids. Sometimes plus the mids, my base. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Good, good. Entendu? Oui. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we got Dan on the line. Maybe just just good enough. Just good enough. We got Dan on the line. Dan, how are you? I'm good. Good, that's good. How's the traffic out there? 
Uh, it's pretty busy. Pretty busy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dan from the Moncton Chrysler Superstore. <laughs> when Brunswick oh. comes to save, where do Brunswick comes to save? Hi, this is Laurent Leja. Laurent Legere. You're listening to Casey Kasem. Stop 40. <laughs> no, Julien Cormier on NPR Radio. He's de- he's dead. Cute. Who? Casey Kasem? Casey. <laughs> No, right. no, but okay. Hi, this is Laurent Leger. Laurent Leger, you are listening to Reverend Julien Dion's comedy hour time. <laughs> our yeah, time. our time or your time? Uh, our time, uh, our just time. your time. Your time our is our time. time. Okay, all right, Gilles. This is the G G double G Jilly G on C three three. Listen up, listen C3-3. up by the Cape by the Bay. Um, one on four five. <laughs> wow! Yo, turn my headphones up. Yeah. Yeah. Holy. Is what? Was it white? Okay, did you do grass stuff? Good skin, good boob. So uh, the word boob. <laughs> boob. Boob. The man says a humor can calculator. Ma. So yeah, Mark Andrew. Mark Arsenault. <laughs> Hi. Hi. My name is Dan Gaudet. And you're listening to Julian Dion on podcast. On C103 Moncton's Classic Rock. With Mindy and Nickelback. <laughs> Boo. Uh, this is Tim Cormier at uh, Sounds Fantastic 48 Bonacord, where we'll be giving away uh, <laughs> two Bonacords. Two Bonacords <laughs> for every 48. <laughs> uh, so we went to the Foo Fighters concert, which was unbelievable uh, here in Toronto. And actually, there was, a, uh, uh, there was a guy in the front row, and it was his 18th birthday. He was holding up a sign the whole show that said... Uh, it said, it's my 18th birthday, can I play the drums? And towards the end of the show, with maybe four or five songs left, uh, Dave Grohl called him up and he played he played drums and killed it. I'm going to actually reach out to that guy, see if he wants to do the podcast. I don't even know if, he's, if he lives in Toronto or whatnot, but um, I'll look him up. I just had a sip. You know, I, I'm not editing any of these anymore. I used to edit the... I used to edit the monologues a little bit, kind of trim, trim the uh, silent pauses and uh, make myself look better. Yeah. Uh, but I don't do that anymore because I'm a huge Howard Stern fan, okay? I listen to Stern on the daily. And he has this theory. He, he hates podcasts. He's like, fuck podcasting. You want to get a job in radio, get, go to a local station, make no money, and get on the air because his theory is you need that nervous edge of the air, you know. Which is true. As a performer, I can say it's true. You need to, to be kind of have a, a little bit of that nervous energy where, where you're hungry for it. You kind of want it. Uh, that is better than being just completely uh, comfortable in your home and editing uh, things as you say them. And so I didn't, uh, I haven't edited. I won't edit anymore. I just won't. One take Tony, they call me. Nobody calls me that. I call myself that. One take Tony. 
So it can kind of be like uh, radio. I mean, obviously, it's pre-recorded. You're listening to this Friday morning. But here's a little secret. It's Thursday night right now. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's Thursday night. But you're listening to this Friday morning. So it's pre-recorded. But at least you know it's one take. So I do feel that nervous energy a little bit. Because I'm like, I got to be interesting. Funny. Because it's a comedy podcast. The com- comedy is in the name. Even though my cop-out for not being funny is like, well, it's called comedy podcast because it's com- it's a podcast by a comedian. Anyways, uh, let's do this quick. Let's let me let me drop. Oh, excuse me. Let me drop uh, this. Let me do. I hope I'm not missing anything. I want to cover everything. I thank you, right? Thank you. Thanks for the emails asking where the hell the podcast is and saying nice things about the podcast. I apologize to any unanswered emails, Facebook messages, texts, uh, phone calls. Uh, I get really bad. I'm not very good at communicating when I'm clean and sober, but uh, I'm zero. I'm really bad at it when I'm high all the time. And like I said, I've been high for the last six months. That's all changed. Uh, it's a working progress. And um, that's that. I wish I had someone here in studio with me. I could bounce things off of back and forth, little banter. But I'm alone right now with you. It's just me and you. And I hope you're not frustrated with me being all over the place because... Uh, Oh, God damn it. This was, this was hard. You'll, you'll hear, oh, here's, I should say this. In the, so, actually, let me, let me drop, let me drop the jingle, all right? It's, uh, here, let me find it first. Jingle, jingle. I should maybe edit. Actually, this is, maybe I should be editing this. Yeah. All right, here's a little thing here. Pa pa pow, pow. Did that work? No, it didn't work. Oh my god, it didn't work. Let me drop this jingle. Yeah, yeah, Julian Dion Archives. What can I do for you? Oh, hi. I was just calling to see if you could um maybe get a hold of some old shows, like Rewinds or like god, a back geez, catalog or something. Because there was this one and this guy walking his dog and he opened a restaurant and they saw a pig and they were feeding the pig beers and the beer oh my god it was wait hold on a second hold on i got caught up. <laughs> yeah juliandion.com um archives or something like that all right, so this is a new segment that's going to be on the show to kind of help you uh, keep track of the back catalog um every episode I am going to feature a two-minute clip from a past episode or a re-release of a backdated episode. Does any of this make sense to you? Because it's barely making sense to me, and uh, I, I'm the one that came up with this shit. Um, so yeah, every episode is going to be a two-minute segment called Backlog Catalog Rewind uh, with uh, that jingle that you just heard there. And usually I wouldn't be talking here. It would be a preview of a past show so let's do that let's preview uh, a, a previously unreleased or released show uh, this one episode 31 
that was released on Friday, January 2nd, with my guest, Allison Dorr, who's a very talented comedian and uh, co-host of the very popular Warden Al on Sirius XM Radio that you can hear five times a week, Monday to Friday. And uh, it's a very apropos rewind backlog catalog because uh, Allison admittedly has struggled with marijuana addiction to the point where she's actually been to a rehab for it and she's been public about it and she she talks about it and we get in in depth depth deep we dive deep in her episode about it obviously I can relate to it and uh, truthfully back then I think I was uh, starting to smoke again no one really knew when I started, I was kind of keeping it to myself, so I think I'm actually high here in this episode talking to her about uh, marijuana addiction, and uh, so here's a little preview of that. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about, about the rehab thing, because you and I have this in common, where where your drug of choice was pot, right? Yeah. Yeah, and same here, and, yeah. and I want to talk to you about this a little bit, because it's- FYI, in rehab- crackheads give you no respect that's when your drug of choice is pot in in rehab which is just like an amplified version of society because society is the same thing people yeah. don't see pot as a, an addictive no. substance and people dismiss it all the time and you can quit anytime but it's a fucking crippling one actually yeah it it seems like it might be not as common because mm-hmm. uh, you know but when it when the when it hooks when you're in deep it's the same as anything else it's and the, right there is um there is a saying in rehab, um, it, it's not what you use, it's how you use it. Mm-hmm. And so when I would start talking to um, the alcoholics and the crackheads, and um, I guess I shouldn't say crackhead, um, but they, you know, when I started explaining what my life was like before I came into rehab, they were like, oh, okay, so that's the same. Right. And it's, you know, there are people who smoke pot every day who are functional and and happy and it doesn't affect their lives. And I'm jealous of those people and I wish them all the power in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a study that said, you know, about 5% of regular pot users will become addicted mm. in, in the sense of um, it wrecks your life. So that's a really small number when you look at drugs, right? I mean, other drugs have a way... Other drugs have like a 99% rate, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and there it is, Backlog Catalog Rewind, which you'll hear every week featuring past episodes. I think I could have explained that better, but hey, I'm not editing anything. And again, ah, I, I don't want this. If you're high right now, I hope you're not feeling bad. Embrace it. Don't feel 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 good about it. In fact, this it would probably be better. Actually, you know what? It would be, be this podcast would be better. Uh, let the let me let me let the jingle do the talking. You know this would be so much better if you were high. If you were high. If you were high. Yeah, I do think that. Okay, I still think that, and that still remains true. Um, maybe this will just be the jingle episode. Maybe I should feature my guest, Mike Bennett, but from the past, Mike B- canned Mike Bennett. That's my guest today. Uh, I also have a brand new segment on the show, um, Jingle Pending. The jingle will be out 
I really have to uh, see. I just did it again. I really f- have to fine tune my ums and ahs. I got pretty good at it, but I haven't uh, been on mic in a while, so now I'm all um. That is it. <laughs> that doesn't even sound like me. <laughs> um, fuck! I did it again. That was both like that was uh, um, um. How are you still listening to this? I applaud you. I don't, I'm more than thankful. I'm impressed that you're still listening to this shit. Me ranting and raving. Well, I am glad that you're listening and I appreciate it. Uh, I lost my train of thought. What did I want to talk about? Jingles. Oh, yeah, new segment. New segment on the show called uh, Scamming the Scammers. So this Monday, uh, I've got a jingle coming up. Mike is working on it as we speak. And um, he's, he's up north touring, but he's going to be back and have the jingle ready for me in the next couple of days. By Tuesday's episode, we should have... The jingle officially uh, started, so I'm just going to give you a preview of the segment. I'm not going to do the full thing right now, but this is important, actually, because um, the, actually this is quite important. So I woke up on Monday, which was Monday, August something, something rather. Where's my phone? Here it is. So it's the 14th today, and this was last Monday. Monday the 3rd, I woke up, which is a holiday, long ho- long weekend here in Canada, most provinces. I don't know about all, but... Like in uh, Nunavut. I don't know if it was a holiday. But anyways. So, I got to stop the... Two. The... What if I did that when I while I panned? Right ear. Yeah, shit. Oh, yeah. Left ear. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is weird. My neighbors here at the studio are going to think that, uh, I don't know, that I'm, uh, jerking off a horse. So I woke up to a voicemail and I had this message saying, automated message in perfect English, sounded very legit. It said that, uh, you know, This is Canada Revenue Agency, CRA, and this is your final notice. We are calling to inform you that we have, there's a lawsuit pending against you. And uh, you have to call this number to rectify it. So right away, I panic. And then I research it, and it's a total scam. It's a legit scam that's been happening for a couple years, but there's a, a surge happening over the last few weeks. I research it and find the number and I figure, hey, I'm just going to call these people. Fuck it. I'm going to call them and see what it is that they have to say. And so um, I actually t- ended up talking to one of these guys for over 25 minutes. He he knew I was pranking him and he gave it back to me. We're back and forth. Very vulgar, very vulgar shit. And then I started asking him legit questions. I said, be honest. Tell me, where are you right now? He's like, Dubai. I said, does this work? He's like, yes, of course it works. And I said, do you feel good stealing people's money? I, he said, I'm not stealing people's money. We're artists, all right? We're scam artists. And what we do is we call people, we manipulate them with fear, and then they willfully wire us money. 
So again, the only real defense against these people against these people is awareness. So I'm hoping to do my part comedically, mind you. I mean, these are all comedy bits. I'm calling them and harassing them. So, okay, fuck, I'm so scattered today. I've been uh, calling these people, harassing them. Very, It's very vulgar. By the way, what you're about to hear is vulgar. And it's going to be a regular segment on the show because there's no shortage of these of these scammers. Okay, the guy that I talked to for a long time told me he's been doing it for seven years. So I'll just keep calling them and harassing them and giving them uh, a piece of their own medicine because really the only thing, that's the only thing you can do is harass them back and create awareness. Th- those are the really only two defenses against these people. They won't get arrested. Nothing will happen. Unfortunately, this is the reality of it. So the real only defense is knowledge. So I'm going to play you a couple clips uh, of me calling back these CRA scammers and it's not a lot, but at least it's a nuisance. They really do get upset and annoyed because I'm tying up phone lines. You just keep calling and calling and calling these different numbers and they get quite angry over the phone, which is good. If we can be a thorn in their side even just a little bit, make them realize what they're doing is not right, I don't know, maybe if, if one of them decides, fuck, I can't handle this anymore and stop, I don't know. I don't know what the end result is, but I just feel like Fuck them. Fuck them. So here's some clips. Uh, here's a little preview of the new segment. I'm not going to do the full segment now because I like to do things all the way and I don't have the jingle yet. So uh, anyways, here's a little clip. Thanks for calling. How can I help you? Oh, yes. Hello. Can you speak loudly? Yes. Can you hear me now? Yes. Is this better? Yes. Yes, I have a lawsuit. Go ahead. I, I just got a voicemail saying I had a lawsuit pending against me, and I'm just trying to rectify it. Okay, just hold on. Hold on, sir, okay? Mm-hmm. And who am I speaking with? Milton. Sorry? Milton. Manson. Okay, just hold on, sir. And you're living in Toronto, O-N, am I right? That, that's right. O-N is for Ontario. Yes, yes. Now, sir, the reason why we are trying to reach you, my name is Officer Jonathan Knight, and I am calling from the CRA, Canada Revenue Agency, okay? Mm-hmm. First of all, write it down your arrest warrant ID number. Oh, no. 00-100-3636. 3656. Yes, that's your arrest warrant ID number, oh. okay? You should rot in hell. Sorry? You should rot in hell. You're a scam artist. Trying to steal people's money. Fuck you're, you. You're committing fraud. Fuck you. Thanks for calling Treasury Department. Treasury Department? Oh, I thought I was calling CRA. Exactly right. We are from Tax and Auditation Department. Okay. Yes, sir. Hello. Yes, how can I help you, baby? Is this CRA? Yes, how can I help you? Oh, I have a lawsuit pending against me. (laughs) No. 
Okay. So, how can I help you? <laughs> how do I get rid of the lawsuit? Do you need money? Yes. How, how about a six-inch penis? Is that okay? You don't have penis. No, if I give you my you penis, is, is that okay? You have, ve you have vagina, baby. I do. Do you want me to rub it? Yeah. You lady boy. Do you want me to rub it for you? Do you like that? Lady, lady boy, motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, that turns me on. I like that when you talk dirty. Keep talking dirty. For calling CR Canada Revenue Agency, how can I help you? Yeah, I'm looking to get my dick sucked. Can you guys help me with that? Can you fuck your wife? No, yeah, I can. F I fuck her every night. Um, but can me? can you suck my dick? Okay, I'm come to your home and fuck your wife. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're into that. Yeah. No. 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 Please do. Do you want? <laughs> Thanks for calling Canada Revenue Agency. How can I help you? Hello. Uh, my name is Officer Daniel Martin. Okay, okay. I'm just telling you you can go on break and uh, for half an hour and come back. Okay. Fuck okay, you. Okay. Also, fuck you. All right. Go fuck yourself. So and burn. You and want to come and fuck me? Oh, I would. I love that. Yeah. Would you like that? Come over here. Come over here. Okay. Give me your address. Which, which oil you need? Coconut oil. A coconut oil is better because it it's good for the skin. So you can really get in deep. No, no, it is just better for the skin, sir. ERA, Canadian Revenue Agency, how may I assist you? Yes, this is Jonathan Knight. Yes, this is Jonathan Knight, how no, can I help you? No, this is Jonathan Knight. Yes, this is Jonathan Knight, how no, can I help you? No, no, this is Jonathan Knight. Yes, my name is Officer Jonathan Knight, how can I help you? Oh, my name is Officer Jonathan Knight. Yes, my name also my also name is Jonathan Knight. How can I help you? Oh, we're like twinsies. Yes, twins, twins. Twinsies. Ha <laughs> ha. Hi. Baby, love you. Hello. Yeah, I would I would like you to suck my dick. You want to suck my dick? No, no, I would like you to suck my dick. I ain't gay. Go and fuck yourself. Oh, I would, l I would love that. Could you want to join me? Hello. Hi. Is this the IRS? IRS? IRS. Who's that IRS? Uh, Internal Revenue Services. Internal Revenue Service? Yeah, internal as in inside your asshole. Like deep no, and I'm yeah. speaking with CRA, Canada Revenue Agency. Oh, Canada Revenue. Okay, that works. I, w I would like to give somebody all of my money. No. Can I give you all of it, you piece of shit? I think it's calling Revenue Canada. Here's Officer Ryan. How can I help you? Hey, Officer Ryan. Hey. Um, I, I have a lawsuit pending against me. I've just got a voicemail. Yes. Yeah. How how can I help you? I like lawsuits. And I like your boobs, baby. Oh yeah, I'm a guy though. That does not make you gay. Shut up, you lady boy. And when did you receive this call? This morning. This morning. Yes. 
Well, I don't know when I received it, but I checked the voicemail this morning. Can you please tell me your name again? H O R K. H O R K. Yeah, H U N T. H U N T. Hawk Hunt, right? Yes. You see, you see what they what they do, and anyways, it's awful, and I hope nobody's been affected by this personally. To me, it sounds uh, like obviously initially when I got the voicemail, I got a little scared. Once you get into the 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 process, you realize pretty quick that it's a scam. If you if you if you have any sort of uh, I don't know, I don't want to I don't want to down. Um, I don't want to insult the people that fall for this thing, but anyways, oh my God, this has been a ramble fest. And if you're still listening, I appreciate it. Email me at pod.jdcomedyhour.com and I will wire you $5. If you've listened to this, honestly, email pod, P-O-D, at jdcomedyhour.com and I will send you $3, $1. No money, but just email me. Life is good. And if you're struggling with addiction, you're not alone. And you can fucking do it. All right? You can do it. Even though if, you, if you've been sober two weeks, two months, two years, ten years, and you fall off the wagon or on the wagon, whatever the term is, and uh, just get back up there. You're not alone. Don't be discouraged. Keep pushing. Just push and push for a better life because a better life is just on the other side and and you've got this thank you so much for listening tune back in on tuesday august uh let me get you the date in case you're you're a time traveler and you don't you don't uh i don't know august 18th next episode which is episode 96 really really where are all the others they're coming everything's coming there's a lot of julian dion comedy hour podcast to come you're going to hear my voice a lot. Thanks again for listening. I really appreciate all of you. And as always, watch your head. Waste of time. A beautiful waste of time. It's just a waste of time. Time. A waste of time